Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay. Twins President Dave St. Peter joins us. Dave, I have a confession to make. As a season ticket holder, I uh, listened to the weather reports and traded my four season tickets yesterday for a Seattle game later in the year. You got a great show over there. I wish the weather would cooperate. Yeah, hey, David. Uh, good to be with you and Mike. Yeah, we haven't had great luck, but, you know, yesterday actually was pretty passable in the ballpark, and I think today is going to actually be pretty good. Highs in the low 50s and the sun's out, so tickets available. We'd ask you to come on down, and hopefully we can finish off what we started here against Baltimore and take advantage of, of, of this club right now and, and then go on to play Houston this week, maybe the best team in baseball. David, talk about the marketing of the home run, because I would imagine as you guys meet – uh, through this first month, you say we might have something kind of special here. When your people love the long ball, when you hit back to back to back on Friday, all those things. Do you guys reconfigure and look and reassess a little bit? Because uh, I think this is going to be a lot of fun to come out to the ballpark and watch these guys swing from their heels. Yeah, Mike. You know, there's no doubt that 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 power is you know up and across the game, and I think it's something that fans uh, gravitate to. And we thought coming into this season that this would be a really good offensive team. I, I think that that's always been our belief internally and to see uh, to play out here over the first month of the season the way it has, I think encourages us all that this should be a very fun summer. I think we've played more cold weather games by definition than any team in baseball. And yet when you look at the offensive statistics overall, not just the power, um, I think it, it leads you to believe that this is going to be one of the more formidable offensive teams, not just in twins history, but uh, certainly one of the better ones in the league this year. So that gives us all a lot of reason for optimism. And, uh, yeah, it, uh, those are things you can market, Mike. And I can assure you that uh, the best marketing is uh, Nelson Cruz and C.J. Crone and Eddie Rosario and the Max Kepler, you know, hitting balls into the seats because, uh, you know, that's what, what, what fans really want. And I think it's exciting. Dave, one guy you didn't mention, uh, and I'll bring it up because I've got a friend uh, who's very familiar with the Houston team when the Twins got Gonzalez. He said, you're really going to like this guy, and then he got off to a slow start. Not in the field. He's been great in the field, but batting, I don't know if the team could have been happier for anybody yesterday with that long home run he hit because I think not only is he going to be great defensively, but I think in the end he will be a big addition offensively. Well, Marwin's a professional, Dave. You know, he's played in every big game the Astros have played the last few years, including, you know, World Series heroics. So we know what we're getting with him as, when, when, when the games really, truly matter. I think he's struggled a bit with the weather, to be honest. I think Marwin would say that, that, that that's not his favorite time of year to play. And he's been, I think, historically a bit of a slow starter because of that. So I expect for great things from him offensively and we really haven't been able to use him the way we originally anticipated. He's been pretty locked in at third base and has done a marvelous job there. But he makes our team better when you can think ahead to Miguel Sano coming back and Marwin Gonzalez playing all over the diamond. Uh, this team has more flexibility in terms of position players than maybe any recent team in Twins history. And, and when you think of good baseball teams in today's modern baseball, 
they all have a lot of guys who can play multiple positions. You think of the Cubs a few years ago, certainly the Astros, uh, even last year's Red Sox team. Dave, yeah, it's funny because I talked to Marwan about just that, and he said, "Yeah, I, he said I just wasn't used to this weather day after day." And of course, you guys have never gone south of the Mason-Dixie. I don't think everywhere you've gone, it's been cold. Let me ask you a more philosophical Major League Baseball question: uh, As you watch the youth levels and uh, you see lacrosse and this and that, and, and we try to keep baseball levels up as ambassadors of the game, and and you try to think like kids think, so you try to figure out. How do you engage them in baseball, keep the game moving, all those things so they want to participate? Because, of course, those become the biggest fans. What is Major League Baseball? How do they see that when they look at it? Well, I think you have to showcase, uh, you know, the best players in today's game personality-wise, Mike. That's one way you do it. You know, the whole campaign that the league has embarked on, let the kids play, I think is, 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 is aimed at that. And I, I think that that's really the battle inside of the game right now between maybe the MLB marketers and, and some of the old school people who are fighting some of that still. So that's one of the challenges that we deal with. But when you think of an Alex Bregman in Houston or a Mookie Betts in Boston or a Bryce Harper or even a Byron Buxton in our club, these are all guys that, that I think uh, are highly marketable players. And uh, as an industry, we have to continue to do a better job of that. Um, you know, I also think we've got to, we've got to fight harder. We, we, you know, I think you know, we have to, as an industry, work harder to expose baseball uh, to great athletes, and, and we're making some great strides, I can tell you, around some of the elite showcase things that the league is doing, particularly in urban areas with uh, with African-American kids. But we have to do more of that, and uh, I expect that you'll see that. The whole play ball initiative that the league started a couple years ago has actually paid uh, dividends in terms of just trying to get kids reengaged around simple things like playing catch or what we used to call hot box in the backyard. Yeah, throw a little wiffle ball, ball in there, that. yeah. Um, and then I'd throw in video games. I think that's another area that we have to be better when you think about it in terms of what Madden has done to the NFL or NBA 2K for NBA or NHL, even FIFA worldwide. Uh, those are areas that baseball needs to be better in, and, and I can assure you Commissioner Manfred is working hard to ensure that we are going to be better in those. Dave, I'm not sure any team in baseball has done a better job than the Twins of involving former players as part of their broadcast team. You, you, I think you're off to a great start this year. Have you gotten any fan feedback on the, the variety of voices and, and viewpoints they've had a chance to hear? Yeah, Dave, we, we have. And I appreciate you saying that because you know, Mike Diamond at Fox Sports North deserves credit for allowing us to, 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 to do this. We're, we probably have more color analysts than any team in baseball, but... <laughs> People love, uh, you know, people loved hearing Jim Cott last weekend. It was a huge thrill for, for us to have Jim back in the broadcast booth working for the Twins. I know it meant the world to Jim, and he's going to do another another 10 games or so, including, I, I think, on this next trip. I think he'll be doing the games in New York next weekend when we play the Yankees. Justin Morneau has been, um, is really a growing star in this space. I think people kind of liken him in, 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 in some way to what Tony Romo does with, with CBS working with Jim Nance. Uh, Justin really enjoys it. He's doing his homework. I think he wants to do more games. Obviously, we still have Burt Blylevin, who's as popular as any player in Twins history. And when you factor in Roy Smalley, who does a great job, and LaTroy Hawkins, who also is going to do a package of games. I'm, we're excited about that group, and we think it, frankly, over the course of 160 games, which is what we'll have on local television this year with at least two games on ESPN, I think it breaks up the schedule. And I think it's a little hard for Dick Bremer at times as the play-by-play guy, but I think overall for fans, it's a huge win. Yeah, and it tells you how good Dick is because he works these guys in seamlessly. But 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 what I like about it is you kind of get a different 
uh, think the game a different way. Jack Morris thinks it one way. Roy Smalley on hitting is fantastic. Yeah. You know, all these guys. And you, and you get a little different take from each one. Jim Cott, obviously. but So it makes you think about the game more, and it makes you, it, it makes you a better fan because you're better educated. You're right about that. And I think it, it, it's even on for discussions and, you know, maybe even debates a little bit about some of the changes happening within baseball. But I think it's real, and you're not going to tell Jack Morris, you know, how to think about a game. What exactly. I about it, particularly with Jack, is, is that Jack is very open-minded to some of the things that are happening in today's game and it sees it. And uh, I think we always talk about balance. There's a balance between the information we have today and how it's used and, and ultimately how it's uh, applied. And um, I think that that requires a lot of the things that made Jack Morris and Burt Blylove and great pitchers. They, that, that's a given. But I think that additional information is helpful. And if those guys had had that additional information, I wonder how good they would have been. Well, Dave, I mean, one thing about Blylevin, he was a pioneer in trying to return the home run to baseball. And so uh, (laughs) we're seeing real fruition for for that (laughs) paying off uh, this year. You know, we're going to have a Twins morning. This is so much fun for us. We've got C.J. Crone coming up at 10.05 and then Thad Levine about 10.45. It's fun to have a baseball team in your hometown that's playing as well as you guys. Congratulations. Off to a great start. We appreciate that, Dave. And, Mike, come on and see us at the ballpark. Thanks, Dave. Sounds, See you soon. Sounds great. Right, today would be, as Dave said, today would be a good time for that. It's Dave St. Peter back with more right after this. Sports Huddle, Sid, Dave, and Mike. Mike got a couple of text messages. I, I think we hit a popular note. Uh, a couple of people responded right away. I think the Twins are really doing a nice job with these voices. We had Jim Codd on as a guest last week, and as I talked to people during the week, they said, how great is it that you had a chance to talk to Codd? Well, we'll try to talk to some of these other people during the year. They do bring a unique point of view, and I think the Twins probably have twice as many as any other team. I, I think it's a great idea because I love every one of those guys for different reasons, yeah. you know, and, and uh uh, Roy Smalley is incredibly articulate about the way he explains hitting that you, you don't think about and his 2-0 and count. But Jack Morris, the Bulldog, you know, and that the pitch count, all that stuff I love. Yeah. And then you got Burton. I, I just think that I, I think that what they're doing could be a model for other organizations because uh, to take advantage of this many people that you've got skilled people. I mean, they're, they're fun to listen to. And I, and I like hearing different perspectives. Yeah, I do too. And then when they had three people in the booth, I know they're not going to do that. that yeah. You had Morno talking to Cott. Good for yep. Dick Bramer. Just kind of backed out, let them talk to each other. I thought that was just fascinating. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I hope they keep doing that. I mean, you know, some of it has to do with what do you got available to you, but the twins happen to have a lot of really good broadcasters available to them. A lot of teams don't have that. And the Twins also have, they do a nice job of maintaining relationships with former players. Yeah, that's and been an emphasis over they, the years. They have, you know, the Kadires of the world get, get invited back and are made to feel very comfortable. And, you know, it's kind of fun. And when you get a guy who goes back as far, when Jim Cott talking about the Twins in the 60s uh, on that show last week and the 70s, he was there, and he's still as contemporary as anybody else talking about what's going on in baseball right now. His memory and attention to detail are so, so good. And, and he's, you know, I remember when he was here the first time I worked with him at MSC, I just couldn't believe this isn't by accident. He studied his tapes all the time. He was always trying to get better. He is committed to the craft, always has been. This wasn't just something where he's a natural, it's something where he has worked and worked and worked. And he knows. He knows how to play off of people. He knows how to do it in 15 seconds or, or 25 seconds if you need him to. Well, two more text messages came in on that same subject. We may return to that later. We need to take a break here to get a guest in right after this. You're listening to Sports Huddle, said Dave and Mike. Welcome back, Sports Huddle. Love to have Brian Lawton on any time to talk hockey. Brian, I got to believe that we just saw maybe the uh, in, uh, historic first round 
of the NHL playoffs like we've never seen between upsets and Game 7s. I don't know that the NHL could have got a bigger boost than they did in the first round of the playoffs. No, I can't remember a first round that was better, and yet we lost a lot of stars in that first round. Mm-hmm. The, hockey, the hockey was amazing. The upsets were through the roof, and the shock factor of it was like nothing I've ever seen. Do we have any measurement of, of what this may be doing nationally? Hockey always struggled a bit for viewers, but if you talk about drama and interest, uh, right where Mike started this, you're not going to find a better year. No, you're not. NBC's been posting uh, record numbers uh, for a number of games this year in their history, so that's certainly a great sign for them at NHL Network. Uh, we're posting record numbers for viewership prior and post games, so that's certainly good news, and you know, the future is bright, Dave, on that whole content side. I mean, you hear about companies like Amazon wanting to buy some potentially regional sports and, and maybe even one of these years, one of the national networks. Yeah, Brian, when, on a local note, the, the Wild send a bunch of guys down to Iowa to play in the playoffs. How does that work, first of all? Can, anybody, can they send anybody down there that they want? Is there anything in terms of, uh, like, Nate Prosser's on that team, et cetera? Uh, and, and do they get a lot out of that? Uh, they do. I think the best it's pretty universally thought of, Mike, that the best way to develop your people in the minor leagues is in a competitive environment. What does that mean? It means, you know, you don't have a bunch of young players down there that get annihilated during the regular season. It seems like that's happened at times in the past to the Minnesota Wild. Uh, not the case this year. And then, you know, if you can go on a long playoff run, it's incredibly beneficial in terms of logistically with regard to the collective bargaining agreement, how do you get players down there? Players like uh, Donato, uh, Cunning, people like that. It's really just a paper transaction, and it needs to be done prior to the trade deadline. Um, the Wild did that, and that's why those players are eligible. Talk a little bit more about Donato. Do you think when the final chapter is written on this year that he will be the significant acquisition of all the deals that happened near the end of the season? Uh, I think in terms of for the Minnesota Wild, yes. Yeah, I'm in the Wild. Uh, yes, absolutely. I think Ryan has, has proven that he can score. Uh, he had about 16 points in 21 or 22 games, if my memory serves me correctly, for the Wild. Uh, didn't score as many goals as I thought he would. He's such a shooter. He's such a prolific shooter. But I think that'll come in time. I think he had four goals in that time span. But, um, yes, I think that was their best move. And, you know, the Wild did some things that in their own right were somewhat shocking this year in terms of moving some familiar players out. But I do think long term it's the right thing to do. Uh, I do think long term it's really going to benefit the club. And in Ryan's case, short term it will. But, you know, Charlie Coyle, on the other hand, you have to tip your cap to him and the job he's doing for the Boston Bruins right now. He's got five goals. He's tied for second in all the playoffs and goals. He's got seven points in nine games. But, you can't forget about the first, you know, 22 games or so after he got traded. He really didn't score very much at all, and that's kind of the way his season was going for the Wild. So I give him a lot of credit for getting it turned around, and I give him a lot of credit, quite frankly, for playing as physical as he has for Boston because we didn't always see that when he was with the Minnesota Wild. Anders Lee, Jake Gardner, Brock Nelson, all be free agents, all locals. Will the Wild, do you see any of them really wetting the appetite of the Wild, or do you think there'll be a bid made there with the cap room that they've got? Uh, I think all three are tremendous players, and and the Wild would be lucky to have any one of them. But, of course, Mike, you got to look at your roster and what your needs are. 
Uh, Jake Gardner is a guy that's taken a lot of abuse for his Game 7 performances, but the fact of the matter is is that Jake Gardner is a very, very good player in the National Hockey League, and he'll have no trouble getting a really nice contract this year. I just don't think it's necessarily the right fit for the Wild mm-hmm. with the group that they have already. Uh, of course, you could go the other way, Mike, and say, hey, why don't I trade maybe a guy like Jonas Brodeen or, or another defenseman for assets and then turn around and sign a sure. guy like Jake Gardner. I mean, that's a strategy that I believe firmly in. I don't know what Paul Fenton's thoughts are, but that's certainly available to him in terms of Anders Lee and Brock Nelson. Uh, these are two guys that have just proven uh, they're tremendous players in the league. Anders had another great year. Brock Nelson had a career year this year for him, uh, surpassing 50 points and 25 goals. So uh, those are going to be guys that are highly sought after. And if I'm Paul Fenton, there's no way if they make it to free agency, I'm not bidding really, really hard for those guys because you have to use every available benefit that you have out there. They're both Minnesota kids. They know what the Minnesota Wild are all about. They know how great it is to play for this team. Um you know, you can't always get the guys you want, but if you have an advantage over the rest of the field, you got to sure. do it. I felt like Paul moved some of these players out yep. with an eye towards that, perhaps. Brian Lawton, your uh, insights on hockey are always terrific this time of year. Nice to know that we can call on you. Yeah. I have a feeling the way this is going, we'll be talking again in the coming weeks, and we always appreciate your availability. Well, my pleasure, guys. And this is the grind of the year right now, obviously, for all of us on the media side, uh, not to discount the incredible grind it is for the players. Yeah. Uh, but it's a fun grind, and it's always fun to catch up with you two guys. I, I appreciate you having me on. All right, that's Brian Long. We'll be back with C.J. Crone at the top of the hour. You're listening to Sports Huddle with Sid, Dave, and Mike. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 